0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Okay, here we are yet again. It is uh, 18th of June, 2020. I am Tim. That's Tom over there. Tom. Hey,
0: man. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Doing okay. Uh, Overall, not too bad. Uh, Just kind of day in, day out. Kind of not really hit a rut, but... uh, just hitting day-to-day uh tasks finishing those and then just moving on to the next one you know nothing not a lot going on in the in the world of uh, tom right now what about you
1: uh same here man nothing new to report so uh you know we can jump right to the wrestling because that's what people listen to right i mean we are the stars we have fan mail that we have to read through all the time so we try to answer it here but look, uh, we didn't do anything. So that's your answer.
0: Right? Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Not every week's going to be some monumental. I got married or Tim moved kind of episode. So let's get right into a busy week of wrestling and, uh, cause those are
1: going to just keep happening over and over You never know.
0: You never know. You never know. Uh, so yeah, it was a busy week in wrestling though. We had a pay-per-view on Sunday night. Then, uh, we had a decent episode of Monday night raw that we'll get into in a little bit. And then of course, uh, we had our Wednesday night war of NXT and, uh, AEW or, you know, whatever we're going to call that Wednesday night, two shows on, uh, at the same time. Um, so yeah, let's start with, uh, the Sunday pay-per-view air quotes. Uh, <laughs> what first off, I do
1: with a Wednesday night, man? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, two
1: shows you, at the same time. All right. Um, yeah. Backlash,
0: right. What'd you generally think about the pay-per-view?
1: I generally thought about backlash. What I generally think about backlash I'm like, yeah, that's one of their pay-per-views, right? Something good could happen. Yeah, but generally, something good might not, you know, um, and that's kind of what happened here. Like we had some good, good stuff in here and, you know, some of the stuff that was like, uh, well, one thing in particular that was horrible and should have got a lot of people fired. But we'll get into that. Huh? You just want to start running through the card.
0: Sure, let's let's do it. Let's see what happened right. and then on the of- Dolph
1: Ziggler kickoff show, which we're going to have to rename. Uh, we had Apollo Cruz and well, it might be the Apollo Cruz kickoff show uh, versus Andrade uh, for the United States Championship, and Apollo Cruz defeated Andrade via pinfall. Um, what did you think? Did you watch the kickoff?
0: No. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. it's, it's already mm-hmm. long enough. I'm not going to waste my time with something that they have told us isn't important enough to be on the main show. So I didn't watch it. Uh, I did see some highlights. I think Kevin Owens came out for a distraction or something like that, or maybe that was on Monday days yeah. are just running together now. Uh, but um, yeah, Apollo Apollo Cruz won. The thing that I thought was interesting didn't happen on Backlash. It actually happened on the next night on Raw, where MVP mm-hmm. approached Apollo Cruz and was like, "Hey, man, if you want to keep that title, you you join forces with me." And I think that's interesting. That got my. That up. is interesting. And yeah. it was
1: the way he did it too. Like, so he gives him a sales pitch and then he turns him down and kind of like, I mean, he's being nice, but he's also being like passive aggressively rude when he tells him thanks, but no thanks, right? Mm-hmm. um And he's like, oh, okay, well, let me leave you with this. And he ends up finally, and he's like, the only way you keep this is with me in your corner, right? With a little serious stare. So, yeah, it was a little bit of that backhanded, like, oh, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. I like the MVP. We, we'll get more into it as we talk about others, but uh, I like that. It's this kind of angle of him, you know, trying to, trying to gain more power and use folks.
0: Yeah. And what I like about that is you could go one of two ways, either. Hey, you know what? You make a compelling argument. Let me join forces with you and Lashley or no, I'm good. And now shit. Lashley's coming after me and that sucks. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Um, but yeah, for this though, on backlash, it happened. Uh, I think we both picked Apollo Crews. Uh, and what was next?
1: In the Women's Tag Team Championship, Bailey and Sasha Banks retaining over the Iconics and uh, Cross and Bliss. Um, and it looks like they're just going to continue on with the Iconics uh, through Raw. Um, I don't know, man. The WWE Women's Division has gotten just... Awful lately. Just kind of paint by numbers anymore. It feels like.
0: Yeah. And I think they're still just waiting for fans to come back to do the turn on whoever it is, Bailey on Sasha or Sasha on Bailey. Uh, But where I would never do that, Tom, yeah, they might. They may not ever do that. Hey, and that'd be okay, too, right? Something original where it's just like, you know what? We're just going to separate. I'm going to go after that, and she's going to go I, after I, that? I don't
1: know. I think they've done it like 17 times.
0: Well, yeah, but uh, the the interesting part that I I found about this match was how Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross kind of like you said, uh, the, the tag champs retained, and now it looks like they're going to continue with the Iconics. So where does that leave Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss, in my opinion, has always been a uh, an MVP, uh, uh, someone that you can put a storyline behind on Raw or SmackDown, and right now she's kind of floundering with Nikki Cross. So does she go heel and turn on Nikki, and then we get the feud between those two? Or do they continue to tag and kind of hope that the titles come back to them? It'll be interesting. Yeah,
1: as good as the chemistry is Cross and Bliss have together, the thing is they're both kind of holding each other down here. They they can go two different ways with their characters that would make both of them shine better. You know, this is just kind of like a watered down. Like we're watching a good morning America show too, you know, like when they do their interview segments and stuff like it's just not, Yeah. I, 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 they don't even necessarily have to fight, right? Like they just need to kind of move on from this. I think.
0: And that but, would be fine too. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Not everyone has to turn and then we get a feud. It could just be Alexa bliss saying, Hey, Nikki, this was fun. We were champs a couple times. Uh, I'm going to go out on my own. And then Nikki's like, all right, me too. And if I see you down the road, you know, we'll fight. You know, one of those things, like a, a competitive response back. But uh, I'm interested more in where their story goes than the other two teams. Cause yeah, I think they're just going to uh, have another match at whatever the next pay per view is.
1: Well, and up next, we have Jeff Hardy and Golden Shower Seamus. Um, Sheamus
0: won. Um, Yeah, who cares about that? Let's talk about the fun stuff. You shared a story with me uh, offline that apparently everyone, except for the people who wrote it, and they probably weren't even that happy with it, uh, were pissed, uh, pun intended, uh, Uh, about the Jeff Hardy throws piss in Sheamus' face segment. Uh, Elaborate a little bit about what you found uh, on the dirt sheets. So I didn't watch SmackDown for Who does? one right? Who because does? as you said
1: there's no reason to watch it um but uh i did see because this was a new story um in a segment where you know they were challenging jeff hardy's drug taking and he they did a analysis live in ring because you know that's a great segment and uh then he throws the piss in Seamus' his face which i i was just even reading it i was like did they really did that it, well, and I then, know they said like they were going to try to get edgy to try to get the ratings up and stuff, but that's not edgy. That's just,
0: well, that's gross. 1980s. Yeah. That's 1980s edgy, right? In the eighties, yeah. that would have hit. And that's who's writing these stories is people who had their primes of their life in the eighties. Uh, I thought it was also interesting because I actually did watch this murk, murk, even though I talk shit on SmackDown, I from time to time watch. Uh, so he throws the piss in Seamus's face, which whatever, right? That's stupid. But then what the, the plot hole is, uh, the doctor was like, "Hey, uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, his piss was clean." It's like, how the fuck do you know? He just threw it in Sheamus's face, idiot! You dumb shit! God, what well, like what a stupid fucking plot hole! Yeah, WWE is just god so fucking dumb.
1: Yeah, and well, and so apparently Fox was mad, and they like cut the commercial because they wanted it out for the West Coast broadcast. Like and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were not happy and you know, they weren't, they already aren't happy because the ratings and COVID hit, which can't be helping the ratings. Right. Um,
0: well, and their shit sucks. That's the thing. Like, look, of yeah, we can
1: keep blaming a bunch of things, but it's just that their stuff sucks.
0: Yeah. And of the four shows, SmackDown has the potential for the biggest audience because it's on broadcast television, at least in America for international, uh, li- uh, listeners who don't know. So they potentially have the largest base because even if you don't have cable, you get the basic channels. One of those basic channels is Fox, right? So they have the biggest net of potential viewers. Yeah. It's literally and, in every
1: home in the nation.
0: Right. And their their stories are just dog shit, stupid, illiterate, dumb. It's the, it's the worst stuff. It's bad. There was it's real bad. And Smackdown <laughs> live when it, first started when AJ Styles became champ the first time when he took it away from Dean Ambrose, like that era of SmackDown live was so damn good. And this one is tribute to the troops paint by numbers weekend, week out. Let's do something stupid, like put dog food on one of them or throw piss. It
1: is. It does feel like it's 2011, 2010, 2012 over there on SmackDown.
0: With with the in and, uh, and on top of that, it's even worse so because it just feels like stereotypical bad guy and stereotypical... they just need Alberto Del Rio, and they'll be set. Yeah, yeah, just give me uh Del Rio and then you know put Ziggler in the main event picture, and there we go, we got it back again. Seamus oh, yeah, Sheamus Sheamus versus Sheamus.
1: Ziggler versus uh, Del Rio, yeah, in, in the title
0: match. It's just and important
1: oh, because oh, he's been there for 30 years
0: now. Well. We'll get into Orton. Orton actually, eh, he's doing okay right now. Uh, well, he's in doing my book. Good, but yeah. Let's, let's skip, um, stick with the but, uh, but yeah, of the four shows, the, the laziest show of them all, NXT, AEW, SmackDown Raw, is SmackDown. It's so bad. And that's why the rating sucks is because no one cares about it. There's like a half of a half of a good thing that you might like eventually, and that's it.
1: Speaking of no one cares, with the raw women's championship, Oscar versus Nia Jax, and a double count out. This sucks.
0: Yeah. And then the next night, uh, it was a fast count by Kansas City, uh, Kansas City's own John Cone on Oscar. The Donut on, King John Cone. Yeah, the Donut King John Cone. Uh on excuse me, I, I meant to say on Nia Jax. So it's just like Oscar air quotes, wins the title because she actually didn't. She just won a ladder match is then gifted the championship because Becky Lynch is pregnant and that makes sense. And OK, we're OK with that. And then the only time she's won is when she's tagged with uh Charlotte, who is overexposed. And again, I think Charlotte's amazing. But the only time Asuka's won is in a tag, it feels like, with... um Charlotte. And then everything else is either loss count out or fast count win. And it's like, really, we're going to do this with the girl who was carrying the women's division as far as like interesting little things with her rants and dancing and, you know, weirdness. And now she's just watered down forgettable. Like you said, who cares about this match? And then we got, uh, you know, that. Coke machine with legs and arms. Nia Jax just fucking up everyone. And it's just, what are we doing? She is
1: the female version of Rhino. Yeah. That is cool.
0: Yeah. She's the, Oh, she's so bad. And she it's not... the same beard. Huh?
1: <laughs> no, she... <laughs> um, I mean, look, you know, again, in theory, you see Nia Jax and you think of the storylines they could do, but she's just bad. Like she, she's gotten minimally better if ever on the mic and not really at all. And it's just, it's rough, you know? And every time she hurts somebody. So it's just like, I don't know. I just can't get behind it anymore. Like, Not that I was ever really getting behind it, but eh. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. All right. We'll move on. We got a universal championship match. Braun Strowman defeating Miz and Morrison. And like you said, Braun Strowman beats up on tag teams, right? And-
0: yeah. But I will say that video. Now, I know Joe Hendry is the guy that makes the music videos, and I used to love him there for a hot second when he was in Impact Wrestling. Joe Hendry is the one that makes all the music videos in pro wrestling, so they're kind of stealing his gimmick. But Miz and Morrison's music video before that match started, the hey, hey, ho, ho, loved it. I, more of that. You can get, I can get behind them if they're going to just go stupid, you know, uh uh, non-self-aware, cool white guys. I'll get 100% behind that tag team, but more of that, less of the, you know, Well, that's kind of, that, that was that
1: appealed to me before was like they were, they were, they were shitheads, but they were like, they were funny while they were being shitheads and they were not self-aware of how big a shitheads they were, right? Like, right, they would go like to. when he was like, look at my, does this look like I eat butter? Like when they were sitting at a restaurant, right? And he just shows his abs, Right? It's like, come on. (laughs) Like that kind of thing. So yeah, if there was like a relatable kind of yeah, just funny, you know, cool guy thing, that could that could work.
0: Yeah, just do a fun competition storyline backstage where it's I think, you know, I can beat you kind of like what Viking Raiders and Street Profits did, but more friendly uh, with Miz and Morrison and just have silly things where like one of them tries to pick up on the hot girl at the bar and their zippers down, you know, silly, stupid stuff like that where they're just not self-aware of how dumb they actually are. I like that stuff. More music videos, too. Loved it. But the match, who gives a fuck?
1: Who gives a fun? All right, then we got the WWE Championship. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Lash. you called this right, like it was uh, Lana inadvertently. Oh man, dude. You know, no.
0: And then the next night, I wanted a divorce. Wow, haven't seen this a million times. Yeah, although,
1: um, I this is where I was talking to you. I think the MVP doing uh, this stuff, uh, kind of trying to get folks to align with them, this is where they should have had. Um, I would have booked this where our truth turns serious and turns on McIntyre and helps Lashley win the title, and then he's with MVP, right? Like, I would have done that. That would have came out of nowhere, and nobody would have fucking expected that.
0: Tim, stop it. That's creative, and that's cool. They don't fucking want that, okay? Yeah, C- they need cut him cut to shit.
1: go around and, and sell the 24-7 championship. Cut
0: Put that shit out, Tim. Tim, we need McIntyre to pose at the end of the show and we need our truth. Must pause. Yeah, we need our truth to be so stereotypical racist the entire show. It's just his character is almost offensive to me at this point. Where there are very funny things where it's he has a ladder and he's trying to climb up but it, doesn't realize it's a Royal Rumble. Those things are funny. I got I like that. But the just yuck yuck yuck. Ho ho look at me. I'm a black man dancing. We need to get away from that. We need a little refresh on our truth. That's what character. I said. This
1: would have been great. Like he you know what I mean, like I wouldn't have done that, like, oh suddenly it's only your title. It could have been both of theirs, right? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he could have like because then he could have still retained the twenty four seven title, right? Like and just uh, gave him the old Kansas City cunt punt. Yeah. Ashley wins yeah. and all of a sudden he's serious and he gets to shun some of that cheesy gimmick.
0: Yeah, exactly. maybe he doesn't want to, but you know, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he loves it, but I, I don't. And it's, yeah. It so, would be
1: the biggest news in, in wrestling storylines of the week. If he did that.
0: Oh, for sure. But again, that's creative and that's cool and that's taking a chance. And
1: you could have instantly got a mid card title run out of that kind of turn.
0: Well, he has a mid card title. Remember? Well, but I mean like years. a
1: fucking upper mid card, you know yeah. what I mean? You could have got US US. I see whichever one belongs on that show. I don't even know anymore. See what they've done.
0: Yeah, it's depressing.
1: (laughs) All right. So um, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders is what should have got everybody fired.
0: This was so bad. CBS,
1: I'm reading their, you know, the the order off of their website, and they graded this thing a C minus, and I gave it a fucking F minus. That thing was trash.
0: Yeah, there was nothing good about it. I didn't like any of it. Didn't like it so bad because here's the other thing. So right from the jump, I didn't like it because, well, I thought I was going to like it, but then it didn't make any fucking sense because they were scheduled to have a match in the ring. Right. Right. So like, Hey, they started fighting beforehand. Okay. I like that. Right. It doesn't always have to start with a ding, ding of the bell and let's grapple. It can be a fight backstage and then it spills into the ring. I'm okay with that. But after they took out Braun Strowman's car, which happened again Braun Strowman's car, ha ha ha, right? His car got uh, his glass shattered or whatever. Then they just like started hanging out. Like, yeah. bo- like that. It was I know, like, it was wait, weird. go to the ring, like, go, Viking Raiders. This is your opportunity to become champions. And then they combine powers because ninjas. And what the fuck was that? that How
1: racist was that too? I mean, that thing felt racist as hell
0: Well, it just, it made no sense. Like Tozawa, who I like, I think he's fun. If he's going to be the ninja guy. Okay. Like sure. Right. That's. yeah. He uh, he wants to come around and be the ninja guy, but this is the first we've
1: seen of that. Yeah. And why would he go?
0: And why would he go after the Viking Raiders and street profits in a, in a street fight? Why would he, why would he pick
1: that fight? Yeah.
0: And then the big tall bastard who's in NXT, um. Okay. Oh, I
1: didn't
0: know who that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malcolm Bivens used to manage him on house shows in NXT. I always wanted Anthony to tag with him because I, you know how Anthony yeah. uh, Sharkbait will uh do the frog splash, yes. frog splash off the shoulders. I was wanting him to do that with that guy. Um, and he was like, "I'm down." God,
1: if he could get on the big show and do that,
0: yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But yeah, that'd this. Awesome. But this whole thing was just fucking. It was it was Saturday morning cartoons for idiots. It was just stupid. I just, the worst, everything about it was bad. They've
1: ruined the street profits. Here's
0: the thing though. I'm going to tell you about maybe the street profits fucking suck. Have we thought about that. Maybe they do. I
1: think the one thing I think is when the music plays and they're in the crowd, like he's got something, the, the uh, uh, God damn, what's his name? Montez uh, Ford, right? Like,
0: yeah, but he's an over
1: right? He's not there yet, right? Like, he's not ready to be the dude yet, but, like, he's got a charisma that if he keeps sticking at this and gets better at, at, at his all-around skills, like, he could be a pretty big-name player, I think.
0: No, but, see, I, I disagree. You know, right now, it's not working. No, I disagree. I don't think he has it at all. I think he's super athletic, and I think he's very confident, and those things are great attributes to have when you're in a competitive atmosphere like WWE. But he's an over-actor. He's too stupid with uh his facial expressions that no one really laughs at well i know covid right now but i'm just saying even before and now if they're putting themselves in this situation whatever i don't know right because they may be like hey you know be funny a bowling ball to the dick i don't know who's saying those spots but everything about them is just sticky sh- saturday morning cartoon stuff that is just they miserable.
1: Were cooler that's what we say though about everything everybody goes the viking raiders were cooler and not that before they got up to the damn in the WWE machine. NXT slightly turns into that, but leaves them a little bit cool. And then they get to the main roster and it is Saturday morning cartoon, bright colors.
0: It's really is. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, um, the other street profit, um, what's his name? Uh, it's Montez Ford and, uh, Hawkins, Uh, Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's it. I like him.
1: He's He's cool. cool. Yeah. I think he's, he's closer to being realistic Right, than the Montes Ford. I agree with you on your criticisms of him, but I think it's still stuff he could work on and get better at, right? Um, and because by the I think way, he's got a natural swab to him, right?
0: And by the way, where is the EST? Uh, with the Street yeah. Profits She
1: like jumped See, That's a, that's a uh, Yeah that could happen too That's a thing that could do. Again I think I, I You know like You said all the time You wish Booker T would manage A new Harlem Heat They are primed To become that new Like they don't have to Call them that right To be that I know you want it Because of the music but, Yeah I love it um, You know they could He could come manage them And have that kind of Edge to them And then she could be uh, You know what I mean There with them And they could be Great at heels And then they could turn Face You know like They could be great If they really gave it some hardened guided effort but i don't know that there's that right now in that company
0: yeah but where was she right they're in a street fight wouldn't she help wouldn't she yeah do wouldn't anything? she
1: come out there and whip somebody with that hair
0: yeah instead we got a sea monster in a trash can or whatever the fuck it was and it was just insulting it was god That's i forgot about that it was it was the stadium stampede match for um dummies and not in the good way of like how to do one. It was for stupid people. That's what it was. They tried to do the stadium stampede in their own world. And it came off so fucking dumb. Hated it.
1: Well, then things got better. We got the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh Where Randy Orton defeated Edge. This was a, a good match. You might even call it a great match. It definitely not the greatest wrestling match ever. But these guys did a lot of I like their subtle touches and, and, you know, throwbacks and shout outs and that kind of stuff. What do you think?
0: Yeah. uh, You know, initially what I thought was going to be finger poke of doom. This is fucking stupid. Right. But they gave us a really good match. Honestly, uh, I was thinking about it. If you think of Randy Orton's career, you know, he's been here forever. Right. 16 years, 17 years, whatever it is. But I 35. can't, yeah, sure. I mean, that wouldn't shock me. But there's no signature match of his until I think this one. I mean, really, this is the main event spot with all the eyes because he's had this opportunity before and kind of dropped the ball, main eventing WrestleMania 25 yeah. with Triple H, things like that. But this one, I think you could really say is his signature match. It had. All the best things of his, you know, RKOs, even like you said, uh, some homages to Triple H with a uh, pedigree. I did like the little touch of Howard Finkel uh, before the match. Uh, I thought the match itself was really, really good. Edge, even, uh, you know, for being more of a brawler type of wrestler, I thought he did amazing. Um, overall, I thought, yeah, this is one of the best matches of the year. My one oh, criticism, yeah. my one criticism, though. And uh, Emily's parents side note have been giving wrestling a chance on Friday nights. They'll watch like oh, the first five oh to 10 gosh. minutes just because they're like, there's nothing else on. And you know, this is oh,
1: live it's and new. the worst thing. Do they have DVR? Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you should be
0: watching something else, but you know, but one of their criticisms. I don't
1: expect them to be fans of AEW though, either. So they haven't haven't seen it yet.
0: They haven't seen it yet. I'm trying, but uh, what they kept saying from, you know, the start of this pandemic and no fan shows is man. It's so distracting that it's so quiet. I need fan noise. Right. So anyhow, fast forward to this match. The one thing that I actually felt was distracting was the crowd noise because it felt so unauthentic i was like i know either have the fans you know the fans air quote uh there making the noise or have like your underscore where it's you know uh when they're doing like the backlog uh backlog yeah, and i don't stuff.
1: like their like I, I like how aw does it because they let the people just go out and do and say what they want but like it's clear wwe has instructed people to boo win and like that you can tell there's probably somebody out there with a fucking sign right like you yeah, sure.
0: I will say though, and we'll get into the Wednesday night here in a little bit. Uh AEW is starting to be a little bit concerning with their crowds because it's starting to feel like actual crowds now. Like you'll start to look up in the stands and there's like a good portion of just I don't know, people like production oh, Tom, staff. Well, everything world
1: like, it up, Tom. Doesn't matter. You might die, you might not. Covid, get ready. Well, but when well, November head's going to be real fun.
0: Well, but aren't they the company that's saying we're doing all the things now? I I do know that they said, and I'm taking them for face of value because they haven't lied to us yet. That I found is they are testing everyone that is in that bubble, essentially. So if those you know production crew, family, friends, whatever they are, have been tested, I, I mean, then by all means, sit in the crowd. It's fine. But it just feels like AEW shows, especially last week. Uh, or excuse me this week's show uh it, it was like that's a lot of people like <laughs> that's a lot of people on both sides and in the in the stands so um I just found that um amusing but anyhow going back to this match the the stock crowd noise i felt was a distraction i actually didn't like it at all
1: yeah uh this match though however i mean i really did like it and um you know i'm surprised with orton winning and i I think you're right like there are lots of matches that like you can bring up that you're like oh yeah randy orton had a really good match like the christian series was when he was doing that one Mm. last match but this one was actually the main event
0: that's what i'm saying there there
1: was no you know singular thing where you're like this is a randy orton match to me right like and this could be it. Like, I feel like he's, and the character he's doing now, this revival of the legend killer and just the ways, like, this is the best work I've seen out of him. And yeah, I like where it's going. I I hope it's not always just old dudes, right? Like I,
0: maybe it is. I don't know. Why not? Uh, the, but I, I, I liked it. And why I said it's his signature match. Cause yeah, those Christian matches were awesome. Like unbelievable. But I've always said, you know, for as long as we've been doing this show, the hardest thing in the world, I think, to do is to do what's expected. So it's like you're in the main event. This is supposed to be awesome. Now go. Like, I think that's super difficult to pull off. And I thought they did it with this match. Um, Some other little things that I wrote, though, uh, one uh, little tidbit that they added into the match besides the crowd noise that I felt was distracting. But this I liked was that sky view camera where it was like above the ring looking down. I thought that was really cool.
1: An undershot on one of them. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, like that was awesome too. Up.
0: And then at the end of this match, when Edge—or excuse me, when Orton—is over Edge, and he's saying, "Go home, be with Beth, be with your daughters, and tell all three of them that Uncle Randy says hi." I was like, "God damn, he's already beaten." It's not like the bad guy who lost and then gets the under—you know, the the yeah, low blow real, in the chair. Right? Like
1: if you were dealing with a sick fuck who was like, you know what I mean? Like talking so much shit on you and, and saying like, he's like, oh, you know, like, uh, like near, I'm going to kill you things. And then like, you know, then he beats your ass too and he's standing over you while you're getting like medical assistance. Like,
0: yeah, that's the he's not worse. just going to be like,
1: oh, well this was great. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's probably going to be like, oh, now what?
0: Yeah. Now Cause it's, it's, a, gonna get it's worse. Yeah. It's the, I'm going to kick your ass. Well, I kicked your ass and guess what? Yeah. Like you said, it's not, yeah.
1: Instead.
0: Now I'm
1: going to, no, well, and then the next
0: night on raw, when he does the whole thing to Christian, which we can get in Ric Flair if you want. I just think it's yeah. weird. But, uh, after the Christian match air quotes, whatever you want to call that when he's like, why did you have to come? You shouldn't he's have like, done this here? Yeah. And it's almost that voices in his head. It's, it's weird that he's, he's doing like the best versions of two of his gimmicks where it's legend killer, right? Edge and Christian. But then it's also voices in my head where it's like, Hey, help him. He has bad neck. Why did you come? You're an asshole. I'm going to beat your ass, but are you okay? It's like this whole yeah. weird schizophrenia. It really thing.
1: Is. It's like in live time. Like it's way better than Matt Hardy's multiple personalities. Yeah. But th- uh, because this
0: one feels real like this. One it, feels- does. it
1: does feel real. Yeah. Like this is the best work Randy Orton's put in from a character standpoint, period. And I don't know how Theo's handling it. Our longtime listener,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: he's probably he's probably still he's probably like full on Trump level denial, right? Yeah. Like, no, Randy Orton sucks.
0: Yeah, he's still bad. He's he tripped up the up the ring ramp and you know all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the Ric Flair thing. Well, I mean, is he also throwing in a little sprinkle of evolution on top of it? Like, I don't.
0: I mean, possibly, but if he is, man, they're not testing. They're just taking temperatures. Your old ass. You're fucked, pal. I mean, you're fucked.
1: Yeah, we can't lose names to COVID, can we?
0: Fuck, if he ain't careful, we can. Dude, you think he's careful? He's
1: probably making out with 40-year-old ladies. And that's what I'm of saying. 40s, yeah. 50s and, you know.
0: That is what I'm saying, yeah. I. It's scary. He's though. at the
1: bar. Whatever bars allowed to be open or not allowed to be open, he's still getting in because he's Ric Flair.
0: In Woo! Florida, yeah, in Florida, they're all open. They're all okay. They don't give a yeah, shit.
1: That's true. It's Florida. So um, that was an A plus match according to CBS, and I agree. So nah,
0: I wouldn't say A plus. I'd say it was a solid ninety percent. Like it's a A minus. Yeah, I'm doing A minus. It's a. When did Edge rip his tricep? I heard that's real. Yeah, he's out eight months. I don't know. I mean, they, that was a match that was shot beforehand. So editing, they might have taken it out and oh, then covered it yeah, up. That but yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, he's out for eight months. So two matches in, and see you. See you when all this is over, hopefully. See
1: <laughs> oh, Okay, well, and then anything else from Raw? What happened in Raw? Um, uh, well, then we had more of the Dominic stuff, you know, with uh, the – Seth Rollins is good, but I don't care about Rey Mysterio and his kid.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't give a shit about those two, but Seth Rollins, see Seth Rollins. I know they already blew their wad with Seth Rollins going after the title, but I think that's, that's the story. If you have the cult leader, have the belt. That's cool. Cause if we're not going to do it on SmackDown with the, the psychopath Bray Wyatt. I mean, we did for a little bit, but now he's kind of just hanging out in limbo. Uh, Let's do it with this fucking well-dressed sinister. I mean him and Orton. Can you imagine that those two weirdos going after each other right now in their current iterations, you could have this cult leader in Seth Rollins trying to take over and put this black cloud over Monday night raw. And then you have this 16 personality. I hate you. I love you the you know anti-hero trying to save the the industry from this cult like i like that that's cool to me god damn it and but we, we got dominic we got fucking dominic cool neat swell
1: swell all right well then let's move into something that was a little more fun aew dynamite huh it's wednesday nights we got two shows to watch i typically watch dynamite first Oh, yeah. No, oh, I watched, no I watched
0: Dynamite Live. I, yeah, I make sure to watch it live. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh,
1: if I can, I will, but I was not unable to uh, this weekend, so I watched it um, um, today. Um, but, well, I watched a little bit last night and something today, but you guys don't give a shit about that. Let's talk about Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking on the natural nightmares with the AW tag team titled On the Line. What did you think?
0: I love a mid card love interest like thing that they've got going on. I've always liked that. I liked it when Chris Jericho, Christian and Trish Stratus were not the main event, uh, you know, storyline, but they still had that love triangle thing. And I really like this QT Marshall, Allie, uh, Dustin Rhodes, um, Brandy Rhodes. Now, obviously, they're brother and sister-in-law. But what I'm saying is like this outside force coming into our family trying to disrupt everything. He likes her because he's got dork and he really doesn't get, you know, women or, you know, he's not really good with relationships. And then is she being manipulative? Is she to take down the whole family? Cause remember she still has butcher in the blade in the back pocket. I think like they haven't really disassociated themselves from each other. So is that the whole thing? Like, are we going to get, Butcher and the Blade jumps the Nightmare Family in a couple of weeks, so I I just like it all. I, I like that whole story that they're telling.
1: Remember when Brandy Rhodes had like a weirdo, creepy? And
0: playing. again, yeah, it was at the very start of this promotion. But again, she said like, "Hey, that shit was stupid, and we're gonna stop." And I was like, "Yeah." And she said it in character. It wasn't like an executive decision has been made that these are insensitive comments, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, Hey guys, we're, we're kind of getting feedback that this is dumb and I'm not really a hundred percent into it. So we're just going to stop and we wish everyone else the best.
1: It was like, I'm going to go focus on this. And we were like, all right, cool. Please do that. But now do that.
0: Yeah. But now with Allie kind of, like I said, working her way into the nightmare family, you got Brandy Rhodes who could just be jealous that there's another female Uh, helping out this tag team then you got dustin rhodes who is essentially saying like hey this is my last shot won't we all get our shit together and then like i said you got qt marshall who's a dork with two left feet just trying to impress a girl i love it all it's it's great it's really really cool
1: all right then let's see
0: we had anna J versus abaddon am i saying that right She's a psych. she's like the Nikki cross on steroids. Isn't she? Like she's turned up to 11 of what Nikki cross should have been. Now it's a little bit much with like the makeup. You know, I might want to tone that down a little bit, but I like the contacts and man, is she vicious? Like I think she could take on Kenny Omega. I don't think she'd win, but it would be believable to me after that match. Like why not? Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Then the, the dark order comes in afterwards, yeah. getting a female that, dark huh? order member, which is cool. I like that.
1: Well, I'm assuming, right. They didn't, I mean, they helped her back, but I mean,
0: well, and on I don't her, know if they just
1: let somebody go. Right.
0: Well, and on her uh, Insta or yeah, on her Twitter account, excuse me. Uh, she has a picture where Brody Lee is offering her hand or uh, offering his hand to her. And she goes, thanks for the help up. And I was like, well, okay, maybe that's indication and then the subplot of that was something was handed to Colt Cabana. And essentially is it, will you join dark order or will you not that I'm still interested in that? I like it. I, I know it's not, you know, I think he's going to
1: say no. And I gonna think he's going to say, this, yes, which fine. You know,
0: I think he's going to say, yes, I think we're going to get on a dynamite in two weeks or so. Uh, Brody Lee kind of needing some type of assistance to get a win over a you know, top level guy, maybe, a Kenny Omega. Yeah. Maybe a Kenny Omega, maybe a hangman page, you know, someone like that. Uh, maybe one of the young bucks, you know, and I think the person that's going to help them or help him get the, the, you know, the win is going to be Colt Cabana. I think we're going to see it. I hope,
1: I hope, but man, I think this is just like the next, they're going to do a thing because you know, why not? They want to work together, you know?
0: Yeah. And if they do, I still think that's good. That's a good contrast of super serious versus, Hey, Hey guys, Cole Cabana, what's going on? Like I'm everyone's best friend. Like I like that contrast as well. All
1: right. And then we got uh, MJF who's better than you and you know it taking on Billy who, I mean, he's better than you too, but, um, here's a you think of this.
0: Well, I, I thought this was my favorite fun fact of the week. Uh, MJF was one year old when Billy Gunn joined DX. Yeah. Gosh. And they're wrestling and Billy Gunn and still wrestling. looks am- amazing. Here's the other thing that always yeah, he's th- juice to
1: the gills. Right.
0: Right. But hey, who cares? Right. It's a performance art. Dude. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But here's the other thing that I thought of when I was watching this is what I've been noticing is when it's the older talent, you know, talent like a, a Billy Gunn taking on current day talent, like MJF in this case, it always seems like current day guys are just so tiny. Like, Oh, they are like Tommaso Ciampa and Randy Orton. If that match ever happens, like Tommaso Ciampa looks like a midget or a small person. Whatever so them.
1: here's the thing though. Like if you keep working out and do it your whole life, like by the time you're ordinary 50, like you're going to be a big, swole bastard. Right. But now there are a lot taller. I'll give you that. Right. Like, um, you know, I mean, if you flash forward to like Billy Gunn 20 years ago, he's not that big. Like he's a big dude, but he's not,
0: well, but still he is a, like he is now. Yeah. But he's still six, four, six, five, when, but you he's know, six, four. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It just feels like today's yeah. wrestlers are just so much well, because smaller than everyone because else. They've got turned into
1: the comic book nerd show, man. We've discussed this. Like they all love their comic book nerds and the comic book nerds are small.
0: That's true.
1: Maybe it is. Maybe uh, that's, uh, a, yeah. that's true. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, we don't fact check that statistic yeah. now.
0: Yeah, facts.
1: We don't fact check. Yeah, like one American news. All right. Well, um, <laughs> so
0: NJF uh, wins, of course. Yeah, but then after that, right, and that's good, right? And I like that. I want a little bit more of the gun club. I want to transition Billy Gunn into a manager role, get his sons in there. Why not, right? Nightmare family versus the gun club. That seems cool to me. Just have Dustin and Billy backstage kind of reminiscing about the old days. Uh, They kind of do a, I think I'm better than you. I think I'm better than you. Well, why don't we we go and have a match? And like, man that's a lot of work. I'm like, well, why don't we make it a tag match? And then Billy can grab one of his sons. Dustin grab QT Marshall. We do that. And then we can then just build off of that and do a gun club versus nightmare family. That would be fun. Um, but what I was going to say is my favorite part of this was post-match with MJF and Billy where, uh, Jurassic express got into uh, MJF and warload's ass and street fight broke out. Liked it.
1: I liked that too. And, um,
0: did you see AEW's photo of the street fight what I which I thought was really funny? What? So they had a, a picture and it was Joey Janela just walking away. And they're like, when shit gets too real and it's just Joey Janela walking away from like the street fight of, you know, Marco stunts jumping on Wardlow and, you know, just this whole melee and Joey Janela like, I'm out of there. Like, I thought that was funny. Well, uh, yeah. Like I think my fight. Won. Well, and that's just good that they're putting it on their social media. So anyhow, um, but yeah, I like that, I like that. Uh, fighter fest, jungle boy, MJF three. I'm down for it. That, First or that last match that they had was awesome. So let's do it again, brother. Let's do
1: it again, brother. Um, uh, And then we got we're doing it again. Open challenge TNT championship. Cody versus Ricky Starks. What do you think about this?
0: So I like this. This was cool because it was the first time that we saw someone that wasn't on the current roster. Now, I know post-match Tony Khan says, hey, we've signed uh, Starks. And okay, so he was probably there before the match. signing.
1: A lot of folks, man, they got time for all this.
0: Oh, dude, have you seen his father's boat? Yeah, they've got plenty of time for this shit. They can sign fucking everyone if they want. Um, uh yeah, Jesus, yeah, Christ. but
1: that was, I mean, Jesus, we did that with WCW, right? Like, you got to be careful. I,
0: I don't give a shit. They can spend all the money they want. Like again, I want more emphasis on Sonny Kisses, Joey Janella's, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks than I do of. Mike Tyson, um, you know uh, Zach Ryder, Rusev. I, that's what I've said that, and I'm I, I still stand firm. But as far as just paying, yeah, if people, their goal
1: is like, hey, let's show you the independent wrestling scene in a large portion of our time. I'm down, and then we're going to sign the ones that get a good response, and right, you know, as long as they're also washing out
0: the ones that don't. Right. Uh. Exactly. But I like this because it was the first time that we saw someone from outside of the AEW bubble, kind of. Uh, take up Cody on the open challenge. So that was cool. Which they
1: said was a thing.
0: Right. And they did it. And now again, he got signed, but still, uh, I thought that was really cool. And, uh, it was a really good match. Yeah. How many
1: times do they do that? when the person doesn't get signed you think i mean that's always going to be the case right
0: yeah i don't know because really Mm -hmm. if you listen to the promo package from starks he outright mentions that he's a former nwa television champion so maybe there's some type of incentive for nwa to say like hey you can go there you know maybe your 90 day compete wasn't fully you know uh, expired and stuff like that but
1: maybe is the nwa name like is it not necessarily trademarked so they can say it
0: like, well, but I'm man, just saying know. that they would, you know what I mean? That they would say like, Hey, this guy's legit. He was a champion over there, you know? And it seems like they might have a good working relationship. Obviously, if you remember Cody won the NWA championship from Nick Aldis at uh, all in or all out. Whatever uh,
1: and they was. gave that publicity. WWE would never allow that name to be mentioned that it's a thing. And it's a go- which again, we've discussed, I haven't watched it a while, but I, I liked it when I first, you know, when I watched a couple of them, I haven't like got religiously into it, but, uh, that they acknowledged that it was there and that this guy was a champ and thus gave it legitimacy that 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 carries some weight by the way they spoke about it.
0: Yeah. And that's what I like. So the, the match itself was really good as well. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I was entertained again. I'm not gonna, I didn't text you and say, you got to watch this right now, but it it didn't, it didn't, uh, make me want to change the channel.
1: All right, then we got the Young Bucks and the Super Bad Squad. Um, Your thoughts?
0: Can I tell you something? I'm starting to really like the Super Bad Squad. I like this. Yeah, I know. I told you I want them turned up because Jimmy Havoc is just this old guy that said he used to do a bunch of crazy stuff, but I really haven't seen it. But their chemistry together, I don't know. it's, It's weird. It's like the... Uh, it's Did like he train him? Maybe what's that?
1: Did he train him? Maybe
0: possibly. I don't know, but don't it, know. it, it just, but even just like the aesthetics, it feels like the cool kid who has a common interest with the weirdo, which in this case happens to be wrestling and they get along and then it doesn't hurt that the cool guy has a hot chick on his arm. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it, it's starting to fit with me and I like the name super bad squad. Uh, and this match, they did really well. Again, Young Bucks are Young Bucks, and they're going to Young Buck until they can't Young Buck anymore, and that's fine. Uh, but the Super Bad squad. Is it,
1: fine? it Doesn't sound like it's, it's fine. It's
0: fine. Whatever. Hey, it's fine. It could be, you know, Jeff Hardy throwing piss in Sheamus' face. So there could be worse, right? It uh, could be worse. So the Young Bucks did the Young Bucks thing, but the Super Bad squad, I was really like, hopefully they don't get lost in the shuffle, as I mentioned last week, but I'm starting to grow on. Liking them as a team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I agree with you, but I'm never like turned off when I watch a match of theirs or anything. I don't like zone out. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm like buying in or anything, but it did not bother me. But yeah, the, the tandem works well together for whatever reason. I don't like question it, even though, like, you can when you go, wait a minute, what, why is Jimmy Havoc here? Um, you don't really do that when it's happening on it. So, right. It, it and that's, works.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe that's why I'm buying in is because it feels believable and that's refreshing in you know, the wacky world of pro wrestling.
1: Yeah. Well, and so this turned into a melee, right? We had a bunch of, you know, we had the uh, butcher and the blade and FTR. And then of course, you know, the, the stare down FTR and the young bucks.
0: Yeah. Again, let's, let's just pull that trigger. I'm, I'm getting a little, it's going
1: to happen at fighter fest. Um, I would love it. Fighter fest. If they were like, if they got the fight backstage and they were like, no, we're doing this tomorrow night on night two or whatever.
0: Right. Know? Yeah. Let's just pull the trigger because I don't know if I can do another week of they didn't touch, but they're in the same ring. Like, let's yeah, just do same it. Same ring good.
1: at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's just do it. But we're good. By the way, uh, Butcher, he cannot take FTR's finisher. Man, he is a sack of shit when he gets tried to throw him up. He fucking looks like a bag of rocks trying to get him up there. Uh, I've just well, noticed I mean, he's that big company. old boy. I know that's what I'm saying. So maybe let's just do he it. looks different. like a legit butcher. Like if you go down to one of your
1: grocery stores, one of your local grocery stores, you can probably find a dude that looks like that guy.
0: Fuck. Yeah. That's I love the name. <laughs> yeah. They should do a cooking right. show. If yeah. they're going to, if they're going to do a shot of brandy, which, you know, pun intended, let's do a fucking cooking show with the butcher.
1: Yeah. The butcher and the blade the cooking show.
0: Yeah where they just make a bunch of stews and like weird shit that people would never eat. That's what I'm into. Let's do
1: that. Yeah, like in some barn. All right. Um, number one contenders match, best friends versus the least. sex gods. Uh, uh, anything with Jericho and Guevara is going to be good.
0: Yeah, but hey, let's back up uh, really quick before we get into the main event. The other fun thing that I wanted to talk about was Britt Baker. How good is fucking Britt Baker, right? So she's doing the interview. So all night she's doing the like uh, shoestring kind of passing notes to Tony Schiavone, which I loved, you know, just the like, uh, you know, the old telephone kind of games that you would play in, 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 in a class. And then she does the interview. But before she does the interview, Shivani is like, so we want to announce a championship match. And she just goes like, you really, you asshole. Now I'm paraphrasing yeah. here, but she's like, you're in some real shit. And I think she did say that. And she's like, we're on a friend timeout. No, yeah, just, I don't so like good. this. Yeah. And it was so good. And then the other thing, I don't know if you caught this part. Uh, I did have, I happened to catch it on Twitter is, uh, Britt Baker says to Tony Shivani, like, TNT is gonna be really mad at you that you just ruined this interview because I'm Britt Baker and I want, you know, I'm the person they want to have on their television. And then TNT did a tweet they're like, hey Shivoni, yeah, why did you screw that up?
1: <laughs> like crazy. they played along,
0: you know? I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, and then Big Swole uh takes her yeah, off that in, was the, in the cart. And I love when she's like, oh, I'm gonna take you where you des- where you deserve, you, you old heifer. I loved <laughs> that. That just made me laugh. And then she ends up in a trash, uh, like a, uh, a it wasn't a recycling. It was a trash can, or not trash can, but a... oh
1: well, I love like when she was like, Call like, you put him on a <laughs> time yeah He like,
0: should still be here. <laughs> yeah, he should still be here. He should always be here. And why did you take some time off? And then like, she fires her and then rehires her. Yeah. Britt yeah Baker, she can't go to
1: the bathroom ever. She's like, you're on 24-7. <laughs> yeah.
0: Britt Baker, hitting home runs. I tell you what, she's a uh, given Charlotte a, a good run for her money as far as my favorite uh, female talent on, uh, on or in pro wrestling. Oh, right now.
1: Such a character though. And that's why it's fun because like she is, and her timing is perfect. Like she is solid. Like you could put her in a movie or, a, or, or a sitcom TV show and she's nailing
0: it. Yeah. She's great. I, I like it a lot.
1: Yep. Uh, so the lay like, sex guys the best friends and then orange Cassidy. I mean, again, uh, you know, All of this is fun. All the people involved in this are are knocking home runs right now.
0: Yeah, Best Friends, they're my my favorite tag team. I'm just going to be honest with you, in all of pro wrestling. Maybe the Usos, when they get back, I'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot how good they were. Uh, But right now, Best Friends, I love it. Um, The match itself was really good. I thought it was... I thought they were going to go to the Sex Gods for Fighter Fest. You know, sneaks in with the title shot against the Elite, or you know, it's Hangman and Kenny, but they're still the Elite. Uh, but they decide to stay with Best Friends, which I thought was great. And then, yeah, at the very end, Orange Cassidy was the cameraman the entire time and uh, gets his you know uh, revenge on Jericho, beating him down. And then the way they ended the show with the best friends hug and an orange Cassidy with a thumbs up. I thought that's a perfect way to end this, the, the the episode. I, I was really happy with it.
1: The the one nice extra little touch should have been like, they could have just kept randomly cutting to like one camera where the guy was just like lazy and kept missing like the shot. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, we got to cut away from that. I don't know what's going on there.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes our camera work, you don't know if it's, that was a work or a shoot. Well, anyway. no, I'm kidding. Um, And then, you know, so now it feels like, look, we got Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho. And, you know, he's still with the best friends, but it almost feels like now we're branching off from Orange Cassidy as the pseudo manager of the best friends. And now we're doing a singles run with Orange Cassidy. And this will be interesting. This will be this will we will see if this is going to be the sustaining character of Orange Cassidy, right? Because it's great in little spurts. But if we're going to do a singles run, that means week in, week out. I don't know how many times we can do the Orange Cassidy lost his temper. We've never seen this before. It's like, well, we saw it with Jericho and then before that with Pac. So eh, we have. You know what I mean? So what do you think about that An Orange Cassidy single run? I mean, I,
1: I agree. I, I think he's bigger than the best friends. I, I agree it works. It fits, but I think he's bigger than that. I, I do worry about the gimmick of him being cool and suave. It's hard to fit in with a long sustained wrestling run of like a title or any sort, you know? Mm-hmm. So interesting to see how they blend those two. Right. But um, I mean, he's a star, right? I mean, everybody loves him.
0: Yeah, I love them. And I do love the best friends. Uh, Trent and Chuck. They're awesome. They're funny. They're, they can be serious and, and really fight you if they need to. Uh, they can do the high flying shit with the Lucha bros uh, when they need to do that. Um, so yeah, they're my favorite tag team. The most versatile, uh, best gimmick, Uh, Silius, Sirius, all of it. They can do it, and it's great, in my opinion.
1: And that was Dynamite. And then we also had NXT, which, I mean, you know, you're going to watch that, too. Uh, It kicked off with Imperium versus Emporium. Uh, Bree Zongo coming in here. Tag Team Championship match, and uh, Imperium wins. But um, what do you think here,
0: So until Imperium gets Walter... I mean, we're just kind of on stall. You know what I mean? Like, they're great, and I like them. I like the look. I like the old-school English badasses and all of that, but it's Walter. You know what I mean? Like, it's Walter's group, and so I, I like it. It's cool, but, man, let, let me get some Walter in my life, you know? I miss that fat bastard. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then we had, like, a, you know, tank team melee there, right? We had the Indus and, the and Oni Lorcan and Birch and, you know... I could miss me on all of that. And we had a Tom Phillips interview with the Belveteen dream. And I like this interview and I like uh, where they're going here, right? We're going to have a Belveteen dream Dexter Lumis showdown, which could be fun, right? I mean, those two dudes are going to do some weird, creepy stuff, right?
0: Yeah. Again, I, I need to see something different than, you know, I play around with my sexuality. I'm Belveteen dream. I need some like, Okay, let's, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, because how many times can you stare at him while he dances around, you know, with nothing but, like, his hand covering his crotch? That's right, it. and then,
0: like, a stone-cold killer like Dexter <laughs> Loomis, like, he doesn't give a shit. He don't care if you're asexual, bisexual. Stare. Yeah, he just wants to hurt you. Like, so, it, I don't... It's going to be interesting to see if that works on him. Uh, we might get a new layer to that character, but, yeah, it, it's a good contrast. Or maybe to- we do get attacked him. Yeah, or maybe we get attacked him. Who a knows? Fox. That's the team name. Love it. Make some shirts. The creepy fucks. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. All right. Uh,
1: then we got Damien Priest uh, versus Killian Dane. And this was just to kind of keep uh, Priest looking good, right? In a nice brawl here.
0: Which sucks think? for Killian Dane, because isn't he a great? I love him. I like I think he's yeah,
1: great. I like him too, man. Dude can dude can go for his size, right?
0: And he's fun to look at, like he's weird looking, so I like that. He looks like a legit
1: lumberjack.
0: Yeah, he looks like someone who smells, right? Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to stand close to that guy. He looks like he smells like shit. Um, but I, I, I think he's great, and Damien Priest is is great too, but uh, I just kind of wish that Killian Dane had I don't a know more. how
1: you managed to say he looks like a guy who smells in the most complimentary of ways, but I think I could have heard somebody say that.
0: It's true. Doesn't he look like he smells <laughs> like shit? <laughs> okay. All right. So I mean, Damian Priest wins. Cool. Um, but yeah, I want I want more Killian Dane. I want more of that smelly bastard. Allegedly.
1: All right. Then we got Aaliyah versus. How do you say your name again? I don't know. Lee. Lee. Dana. Um, it's Dana, right? Dana. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it. Bleacher Report gave it an F. So I'm glad I didn't.
0: I must've been on a W or. Oh, this is the Robert stone. That's right. No, oh, okay. I do. Remember yeah. Today. And then at the end, Aaliyah does the kiss my ass and she's saving Robert stone. Okay. I did see this. Yeah. 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 I didn't remember it. And then ever. he
1: threw up in the ring.
0: Yeah. Who cares that again? piss and throw up and dog food on guys. What are we doing? What the is-
1: Thatcher thing happened then. The yeah, He's oh. torturing people and he's like, this is day one, get out of here. And he's like, And hey, you're making a mess. I'm going to clean it up.
0: Yeah, what a badass. I like him.
1: Thatcher's thatch cans.
0: Yeah, Timothy Thatcher. I don't know if he has any real fight experience, but feels like he does because he's believable. Um, I like him. With all of his broken ass teeth and chest hair and mean grappling moves. Yeah, I'm all into it. I like it.
1: All right. So then we got the Adam Cole, the Keith Lee, the, uh, well, no, let's, uh, here, let's uh, cut into before that we did the, uh, undisputed era, Roger Strong segment, right? Kyle O'Reilly pretending to be a therapist, which it looks like they were shooting that from different, um, locations. I don't know if you caught that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did. And and then, uh, Roderick Strong ran away from the car or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: was a good. good comedy set, I guess.
0: But again, I think, I think we need to do something with Roderick, Roderick Strong. I think we need to have Rod him. Well, I think we need to have him leave Undisputed Era. I'm, you know, he joined it kind of weird. He should be Rod the Bod. That'd be cool. I'm I'm okay with that. But why
1: I, not? Like if he got, if he acted like uh, the old Rick Martel, the model.
0: Again, make some he shirts. Can Rod the Bod. Yeah. But I, I want something new out of the Undisputed Era. They've been coasting a little bit too long. And look, yeah,
1: It's time to dispute this.
0: Well, and we've done the New Day thing for 10 years, it feels like. So, hey, not everyone can just be coasting on something cool they did, you know, years ago.
1: So uh, then we got the Finn Balor, Gargano, Keith Lee, yada, yada, yada. Where do you think we're going with this?
0: I don't know, but Finn still feels like the, the odd man out. It doesn't feel like he fits anywhere in this. Yeah. And so I liked
1: it. I liked it. You know, he was believing everything. And he was like, "No, I'm not like you at all. He's like, you wait in line. I cut to the front, you know, that kind of shit. Like I I liked it, but yeah, it just still feels out of place.
0: Yeah, it it does. And, And so I think he's still trying to find what this character is because, you know, he did the, the heel stuff, right? He kicks, uh, Gargano or it was Chompa in the head. Right. And then that's how he turned heel. And then he has his match with Riddle. And then it felt like they were going to go babyface right before COVID happened. And it was going to be him and Walter. But now he hasn't truly gone heel, but he hasn't gone babyface. And it feels like, you know, Damian Priest, that match at NXT was, was good. It was, you know, but there was a real, no real story to it. And now it's just like he said, I cut to the front Front, it's like okay. We well cut to the front. Now what? Like you're here. So
1: I mean, I think Lee comes away with this, right? We're gonna get Lee keeps his North American title, and it's gonna be Lee versus Cole, right?
0: I don't know because then is it champion versus champion, and then do we? Yeah, get, but then, that's what they said. It'll be a winner take all champion versus champion. Then well, then what the hell? Like, how do we get the title back on its own? Then you know what I mean? The US- I don't know.
1: Maybe they're not. Maybe they're gonna.
0: Well, then what the fuck are we going to do with the next Keith Lee type of guy? He can't be champ, too. Like, yeah, I I, I think it'll be Finn. I really do. I think it'll be uh, Finn and Adam Cole. I think that'll be the guy that takes it away from Adam Cole, because then Finn is believable, right? He's known as the greatest NXT champion. Well, but Keith Lee already has his belt. That's what I'm saying. I I don't think. Yeah, too. Yeah. I I look maybe, you know, but I, I, I feel like. I don't think he's fully ready yet.
1: If I'm being honest, I think like he could use some help with the lines department, um, you know, like a little more like you can tell he's had to rehearse it a bit. Right. And he's still not fully comfortable saying some of it. Um,
0: yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah. he, I think less is more with him. He's cooler when he doesn't talk as much, when he just gives you yes. the smirk and the pounce. Like I want more MVP of that. leading
1: him would be great.
0: Or, you know, if uh, Robert Stone gets his head out of his ass and turns into some real thing, I wouldn't be. What I'd is be okay. that
1: shit about? I don't know. Yeah. It,
0: it had promise, and then they just instantly cut on I've it. always thought, even when Rubio's like, I mean, this guy's not,
1: ter- you know what I mean? Like, there's something, but he just hasn't found the thing yet, right? Like, I feel like he could find the thing eventually, or maybe he never does, but, like, if, if one thing hits like he could, he could probably take it for at least his 15 minutes of pain. Right?
0: Well, and I think that was his thing, the Robert stone brand. And I think it, it feels like it wasn't a call from him. Cause now it's just floundering and just stupid. Santino think, now. Yeah. Now he's Santino. And I don't think anyone would say like, you know, it'd be great for my career if I puked in the ring. Like, so I think this is a WWE call. Like
1: draws. Awesome. <laughs> on Let's see then. Uh, Dakota Kai with Michael Gonzalez, Caden Carter with Casey, Ken uh,
0: yeah. I hey, I, I will give them credit that there's multiple storylines in the women's division in NXT. I think of all the brands, uh, they have the strongest women's division uh, with tag teams and single stars. So this just further proves it in my mind. Uh, But yeah, it it happened. It was cool. Dakota Kai. Woo. What happened next?
1: Bronson lead uh, destroying Leon Ruff and then calling out uh, carrying cross, which I don't know. You think they'll just do a squash match for carrying cross to still murders that guy.
0: Yeah. I think Bronson's a good, you know, head on the mantle kind of thing where it's like, and I also took out that guy. You know what I mean? Cause he looks the part, uh, Leon Ruff, guy with
1: the thickness.
0: Yeah. Leon Ruff. I love this guy. He's an evolved tag team champion with AR Fox. Uh, obviously I know him from his evolved matches. He is so good. And God, he is doing everything that's asked of him. But every single week he's just getting his ass kicked on raw or SmackDown or NXT or two Oh five live, whatever it is. But uh, I like him. He He's a really good...
1: Hey, man, Triple H famously got his ass kicked a bunch. But he right. also fucked the boss's daughter. So we have to remember
0: Yeah, that. but he was over before that. He had DX before that. So Yeah, um, true
1: that.
0: But Leon Ruff, I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I got to know him on the bachelor party that I went with uh, Sharkbait because Sharkbait wrestles for Evolve. Uh, so, you know, maybe I have a little soft spot for him because of that. Um, but Bronson also... Is it it, soft? It, yeah, maybe. It's, you know... <laughs> Whatever you want it to be, if yeah, the money right, is right, right yeah. um, <laughs> just say the word. And yeah, it it right. and <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Carrying Cross gets one more victory, so that it's not just uh, you know Tommaso Champa than title, right? So uh, yeah, right. Yeah, next he's got
1: week, to murder a couple guys, yeah, so right? Especially
0: he he that takes like Bronson. Bronson. Yeah, takes out
1: bronze. because yeah. I kind of was like, I was like, all right, Bronson Reed, right? Like we're gonna do something with him, and then I was like, oh no, we're just feeding him to the lions.
0: And that's fine. Good. You know, fuck them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Santos Escobar isn't bad, man. He had a good uh, promo. Um, and Drake Maverick coming out, you know, I like that whole segment. I like him being like, they say I got more brains than, uh, or I got more guts and brains than they're right. Right. And just going and fighting like this, this may not be bad. I like how, I guess El Ejo Del Fantasma was more like, it showed my ignorance of the Spanish wrestling scene. Um, if, if, you know what I mean? Uh, so, um, the Santos Escobar, man, uh, I liked it.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it just, it feels now. I know it's different, right? I know it's different, but it no, feels it's different. Yeah. It feels like we have a new Andrade.
1: Well, okay. I think they keep trying to find an Andrade that can speak good English. And this guy does.
0: Right and I'm yeah, but Andrade I think is a way better wrestler, and that's I I have a small sample size of this guy compared to Andrade, but it just feels like oh okay, I know what we're doing now. Like you said, he speaks better English, so he might do better in promos. He doesn't need a Zelina Vega, but it just feels like
1: and I like the promo too, though I like the whole I'm a leader of leaders, right? Like yeah, see how this goes.
0: Yeah, and I do I like that. I just it it just you know, WWE is so racist for as long as they've ever been around and it just feels like, okay, it's just Mexicans. Right. right. And so I just don't want them to be like doing the stereotypical Mexican cartel gangster guy thing. And and so I'm a little, that's what it'll be. Yeah, but something more, right? Something more. And here's the other well, thing.
1: NXT will be allowed to have something a little more if it moves up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I mean. it won't. If they move him up, he'll do something different
0: than this. Maybe. But here's the other thing I was going to say, and both uh, NXT and AEW did this, and I'm getting a little tired of it. Not every Mexican wrestler is the next Eddie Guerrero right? Sammy Guevara is not going to be the next Eddie Guerrero. You know why? Cause he's going to be the first Sammy Guevara and Andrade is not going to be the next Eddie Guerrero. He's going to be the first Andrade. So it's like, I've heard that twice this week from both shows uh, with this guy and then Sammy Guevara on AEW, and it's like, guys, we can have like that's what's wrong with with old people wrestling is they just then go like, well, Eddie would have done this. And then I'm writing uh, this for essentially Eddie, but you're going to do it. And that's like, well, then it's not going to pop as well because that's not yeah, for we, me.
1: we don't know. Like we, we it's in hindsight. We don't know because we don't know what Eddie Guerrero would have done because Eddie Guerrero is no longer around. Like we don't know Eddie Guerrero might have killed his family.
0: Hmm? Well, no, I'm saying uh, the character yeah. easy. That got dark really quick. What I'm saying, <laughs> well, oh, wrong guy. Right? Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying though, is like these old guys, cause as you know, from who's backstage, at least in WWE, it's just a bunch of old guys. And I just feel like they're saying, well, Eddie did this once, So now you do it. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. Right. Like I'm, I'm someone different than that person. And so I'm just a little bit exhausted of the every Mexican wrestler is going to be the next Rey Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero. Like let's, let's just say, Hey, this is the first of this person.
1: Yeah. All right. Women's tag team championship match, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Tegan Knox, Shotzi, Blackheart. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody really thought uh, this outcome was in jeopardy here, right?
0: No. And so then why put it in the main event? That's what I don't get. Exactly, if you weren't yeah. going to have the title change hands, then don't do a throwaway match in the main event. And Bailey and Sasha, I get it. You are in NXT. Cool. Cool. So it was Baron Corbin. I don't want to see him in NXT either. Like just move on. God, I, Sasha and, and, and Bailey, are really good during this pandemic era. Like they play well off of the Michael Cole telling him off during a match, that kind of stuff. And they are obnoxious, really good heels that I don't like as far as character. But they yeah, need to I do. don't s- like them. Right, but yeah. they need to do something other than. Hey, remember that one match in twenty fifteen? It's like fucking yeah, man. And oh, I get it. You're the Four women too, like play a new song. You're playing free bird. Every fucking time I see you now, like let's get to a new jam here and fucking do something cool.
1: Uh, well, and her full Karen haircut is,
0: <laughs> well, then <laughs> she had some weird haircut on SmackDown the week before it was like shaved up high. She looked like, yeah, she looked like, uh, uh, who's that, uh, plus eight. Remember the, that girl, yeah, John and Kate, John and eight. Kate. Yeah. She looked like Kate, uh, yeah, she just can't figure out her hair at all. Maybe she just needs to go back to a long ponytail, but just don't make it in the side, just make it in the back. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired of the same notes. It's, Hey, we're in NXT. Hey, we're part of the four horsewomen. Hey, do you know my resume? It's like, yeah, I fucking get it. I knew that two years ago. Or what are you, John Cena now just saying the same thing. That's why he got booed. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we really got it. Yeah. We really got to end on AEW because I always get into such a shitty mood when I talk about WWE because it's so bad and it feels so refreshing. It feels so refreshing that we have an alternative, right? Like a W can go I eat agree. some, gonna go eat some blood oranges, you know, got some oranges because of Chris Jericho beating orange Cassidy's ass with a pile of oranges in a bag. So that's what I got too. So I'm going to do that here soon. Uh, But Fighter Fest, that's next week, right? It is. Night one. So we'll do a, how about this? We'll do a recap of night one because we're getting up against the clock here on this episode. So we'll do a recap of night one to kind of see what it's like, whether it's just a glorified dynamite or if it's a pay-per-view on television kind of deal. And then we'll do some picks for night or for the second night of Fighter Fest. What do you think about that? I like it. Why not? You want to put some stakes to it? um ooh. yeah why not yeah fine forget it fuck it why not yeah all right i like it so we'll do something embarrassing because this time i'm gonna win so it'll be your turn
1: no and then happen.
0: uh i'm not doing that hot sauce again fuck that
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we'll figure something out
0: that damn near killed me but yeah so next week we'll recap night one of fighter fest obviously all the raw and nxt funness of the world as well but uh then we'll do some picks and we'll have some stakes and more information coming soon
1: all right sounds like a plan and then uh, we'll see you next week
0: the spanish announce
1: table